What's up, podcast? This is Matt Chalava, and you're listening to the Road to Freedom Pod. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Matt Chalava, and it is Sunday. So it has been a very, very good weekend so far. I have made some decent sales, not a ton of sales, but I've been doing a lot more high profit items, a lot less quantity, but higher profit. So it's always a huge, it's kind of a huge win for me when one of them sells because I'm making really, really good money on them. So it's it's good to do that. I was able to get a bunch of things listed or at least a few things listed yesterday. I'm hopefully going to get some more listed tomorrow. I'd had some hopes of getting things listed today, but got all sorts of sidetracked with different things for personal finance that I was trying to do some budgeting for the month and try and fix my budgets from previous months that I kind of let go and didn't really keep up with and and stuff. So got that all fixed today and then really just focused on getting a lot of things photographed, getting things ready to go for listing. It's how I used to do things and it used to be a little bit more efficient for me. I used to get too caught up in sourcing though and and that's a thing that can happen so and you see it happen with a lot of resellers where you'll be in such a mode of sourcing and you'll be enjoying it so much that you'll go so often but you won't list any of your stuff and if you were doing what I was doing back in December 2019 where things were going crazy for me I was running around to stores like crazy I was trying to pick as much stuff up as I could and it was good I mean I picked up a ton of stuff but I didn't list all of it, and and that's a problem because when you're going out into these stores and you're sourcing every day and you plan on returning stuff that doesn't sell because I didn't have very much capital to work with, now things are a little bit different. I have more capital, so I'll go out and I'll invest in things. That's kind of how I think of it now is investing where I buy something and then I'll hold it until I get that decent price, and I, I've flip-flopped back and forth before. It really depends on the item. But going back to 2019, I didn't have that option. It was get it. If it sells in 30 days, good. If not, on day 29, I'm taking it back to the store. I'm getting my money back. So that's what I did a lot of. And I had some capital, so I wasn't doing it on credit cards like when I first started, where I'd have to return it even earlier to get the credit back before I had to pay it off. But I was holding things for the entirety of October, November, December, January because you have such a long return period at a lot of these stores. So I, I was able to pick up a ton of stuff, but I didn't list all of it. Now, January rolls around. I have a ton of stuff I haven't listed, and it's like, do I even list this? Is it even worth my time? Is it even going to sell? Or do I just take it back? And that's what I ended up doing with a ton of stuff. So it is a problem you see happen a lot with reselling where you get so caught up in sourcing because let's be honest, that's the most enjoyable part of this. Nobody wants to go and sit down and take pictures and put up listings on eBay. That's boring. It's not the fun part. And that's really the most critical part outside of sourcing. I mean, you have two parts. You have sourcing and then you have selling. And and you can't do one without the other. You can't sell if you don't have any items. And you can't source if you don't have any money. And you won't have any money if you don't sell. So you need to keep those three things in alignment. And it's tough sometimes to balance those, especially when one of those things, the sourcing part is so much more exciting to do than listing. But it's that's where discipline comes in. And, and you hear people talk about this all the time. They're the, the guy that I worked with when I first started my, my normal day job that I have, he went full time into Amazon. He has his own business. He has a it's it's not even private label. He produces his own product. He sells his own product. Really, really cool product that he does. But he completely 
gave the the whole way that he did it based off of just doing the right things every day. That's how he put it to me. Because I asked him, I said, how did you go? How did you go from from zero? Because that's what he started with. I mean, he had money to to buy some of the things that he bought to get started. And he had money to be able to purchase and, and get things rolling and obviously have supplies and then get... But he didn't have the money that he's putting out there now. And I said, how did you start? And, and he doesn't do what we do. He produces his own product. We sell... We just buy things and resell them. But he said... Just consistently, day after day, doing the things I needed to do. And that, to me, was really eye-opening because you see so many times we don't do that. And and it's it's really, really critical that we do that because for us as resellers, one of the biggest differentiators between those at the top and those that are at the bottom who, who can't seem to, to dig their way out of that rut is, is I see it time and time again where the people at the top are always just like, you need to do what you need to do. You need to do the things that you hate doing but need to be done, and then you need to do the fun parts too. And there's no there's no in-between. You, you do what needs to be done day in and day out. And, and that, for me, was eye-opening because anybody can do that, right? We're not here just... We're not here just trying to, to, I guess, guess at this or something. It's not like these people that have made it so far are even so, so, so much crazier talented at it than us but they all started at the same they all started at the same place they just did the right things day after day and they built it up now obviously the people like bezos and that those guys are on a different level but we're talking about just some of the top amazon sellers some of the top ebay sellers they just do the right things day in and day out and that is is actually incredible because think about that who of us can't do that who of us can't just go out there and say Hey, I'm I'm gonna do I'm gonna source today, and then I'm gonna get stuff listed tonight. And I'm not gonna sit down. I'm not gonna watch Netflix. I'm not gonna sit down. I'm not gonna watch the football game. I'm not gonna sit down. I'm not gonna set my fantasy lineups. Things that I typically like to do. Not so much Netflix, and I even really don't watch that much football. But I will set my fantasy lineups and stuff like that's fine. But if you're taking too much time out of your day, but you want to grow, that's that's the issue. the The growth comes, and I've seen it for myself. The the biggest amount of growth has come from doing the correct things day in and day out. The things that I needed to do, the things I don't want to do, shipping, printing labels, going and taking pictures, going and making listings, making drafts if you don't have time to list them or or whatever. That kind of stuff is extremely, extremely critical to making it. And I haven't by any means made it in this. I'm not full-time. I don't have any way that I would be able to go full-time right now. But I feel like the biggest thing that's helped me grow in this year is just going and doing the things I need to do. And and I've gotten away from sourcing a little bit, but I've been doing a lot of online sourcing because that's just where I've seen the biggest potential right now with some of the items that I'm doing. But I'm going to need to maybe hit some stores a little bit here because there are a lot of profitable items out there. There's a lot of money to be made. And, and it's really, it just comes down to being able to execute and being able to do those things day in and day out. And you may lose sleep. You may not eat that much from time to time. I mean, eat your meals and stuff, but you may skip a meal or two. And you may you may have challenges that you have to overcome. Those are all things that come with it. And those are things that you kind of learn along the way that just, they come up and you're like, okay, well, I've dealt with this or I've heard somebody that's dealt with this or I've seen something like this before. And as time goes on, you really start to develop I guess a bit of a palette for it where it's like, okay, Gary would say, Gary V would say you get punched in the mouth a bunch of times. I'm just saying 
you get to taste a lot of different types of, of things with reselling, whether it's uh, high success, medium success, very low success, you know, low success. I sold a coffee mug. I made $5. Like that is not the same as saying I sold a pair of Jordans that made me $500. There's a very vast difference of profit there and a very vast difference of effort as well. I mean, coffee mugs honestly take me more effort to sell the Jordans. So it's, it's just, it's not, it's not the same, but there is a whole lot of different things that you'll learn through this. And and as time goes on, you really start to develop. I, to me, it's like a palette of, of just, I understand what failing at various different things is like a lot, like just stupid things. Like I bought, I think I bought 10 or 12 pallets of, of makeup and that was reselling really well. I probably sold, gosh, I probably sold about 15 or 20 of these things when they first came out made good money on them and stuff and every time I saw them come out they would drop down really low in price and then they would jump up and I hadn't found a ton of good inventory I thought this is this is a good investment for me I'm gonna I'm gonna dump 600 bucks into this stuff well one that's stupid because I didn't really have $600 to just go dumping around if I want to grow throwing 600 bucks into something when you don't have a ton of capital and at the time I don't think I really did I mean this was like April which is right when things started to really hit for me and or I guess when my business started to do significantly better than what it was and so I'm like you know I'll just try this and now I've held it until it's now Q4 the price hasn't gone up and I sold out of all of them because I put it at the price that they were selling at and I lost oh gosh I probably lost like 200 bucks on those things and you're just like that was a stupid buy and losing 200 bucks sucks. And and what did I learn from this? Well, don't don't be dumb. Like if you see something that drops in value every time and this is the third time they've restocked it, why would you why would you bet on that item going back up a third time? You're just playing with fire at that point. And it was something I didn't realize back then. And there's there's countless things where it's just improvements that you make day in day out that help you get to where you want to be quicker. And and that's my thing. I mean, it sucks failing. It sucks making mistakes. And I make more of them than I think a lot of people do. And and that's, I mean, just I'm kind of on this because I've been putting out a lot of the things that I do wrong on Instagram and putting a lot of, out a lot of the things I do wrong in my podcast. And it's, why do you do those things? Why are those things important? Well, I've learned way more from people's mistakes and my own mistakes than I have from people's successes. It's really great when you hear, hey, I sold, you hear people talking about the PlayStations. I sold a PS5. I made 600 bucks on it. Somebody says that. That's great. That doesn't help me at all. How am I going to learn anything from that other than PlayStation 5s are hot right now? Like, you would have to live under a rock not to know that. So, for me, the biggest things are just going and learning from other people what their mistakes were. When you hear somebody say, I got into this trouble in Amazon. Here's how I got out of it. Or you hear me say, I shipped a coffee mug and it was the first one I ever broke. Here's how I dealt with a buyer, and here's how I'll prevent it in the future. And just all different sorts of things like that. That's how you learn. That's really because then you run into those mistakes. You you hit those. You do the same exact thing. You go instead of kind of going into your bank of, of ideas and going, what do I do? What do I do? You can go to somebody else's who's been either doing it longer or who's just hit the situation before you and say, here's what they did. Here's what worked and what didn't work. What can I do to improve upon it? And what can I take from them? that worked so well the first time. And so that's what that's what helps me. That's why I put it out there. And the reason I'm on this kick is because I've made a lot more mistakes lately than than normal. And it's just volume of, of sales goes up, volume of business goes up, you make more mistakes. And I'm constantly learning. And one of the biggest things that I've been thinking about is how valuable is it to cross list? And my thoughts have changed a lot on this because it it's very helpful, I think, when you're new. 
and I'm still new. I'm, I'm two years into this. I'm nowhere near 5, 10, 15 years into this like a lot of people. But the thing is, when you are, when you're new, you don't have a lot of outlets. You may find that you have 10 items to sell. Okay, now what? Now I have 10 items and no, nobody's bought anything on eBay. But you can cross-list those items on a Mercari, Poshmark, Etsy, maybe even StockX or Goat, depending on what the item is. Like You can cross-list these on several different platforms and it gives you a wider scope to, to sell on. Where when you have a lot of items and you have two, three, four hundred items in your inventory, sometimes things get a little bit crazy and you're like, okay, well, how do I manage this? And there's there's selling solutions for that where people have different software that cross-list for you. But at the end of the day, I mean, that's up to you to purchase that. And it's not cheap. It's like 20 or 30 bucks a month. If you're doing the volume, it's perfectly fine. But if you're not, it's like, okay, is this worth it? And so for me, I've never bought one of those. So I've always manually cross-listed. And now I'm looking at it going, is this worth it? Because I had an item sell, I had two items today sell that one of them I already returned and one of them I don't have anymore because I already sold out of it. And both of them, thankfully, were on Mercari. Mercari is a little bit more forgiving than eBay, Amazon, where Amazon, you you can't really cancel. Like You don't want to cancel on Amazon. eBay, you have to kind of coerce the buyer into feeling like you really appreciate them and because you do, and I do, and, and you want them to know that you're doing everything you can, but you really just made a mistake. You made an honest mistake, and you hope they're not upset, and you hope you don't get a negative feedback, and that's what I do. And and sometimes if, if you have to cancel the item on the buyer, it's not that big of a deal. But Mercari is a little bit more forgiving. You just say, hey, you know, I, I screwed up. I don't have this item, or I can't ship it out or something, and you're good to go. But it happened twice to me today where I sold an item this morning that I didn't have, and then I sold an item later today that I didn't have, and I haven't sold anything on Mercari in literally weeks other than one thing on Friday. So it's been weeks. It's been crickets on Mercari for me. And so it brings up the point of, is this worth it? And it is because think about it. I, nothing happened. Like even if Mercari says, okay, we're going to give you a warning. What's it matter? Like I'm still going to make sales on there and it's it's still good money. That's basically free at this point because it's just the listing cost and that stuff's already in the past. I was doing that when I had more time, but now I'm thinking, do I even want to list on Mercari all that much? If it's if I have time, if things are super slow, I think it's a good idea. But if I have the opportunity to spend money or invest in myself and learn more about the business that I'm I'm conducting, wouldn't that be more beneficial to me than just cross-listing on Mer- onto Mercari? Or would it be more beneficial to spend up on some of these softwares and to save myself the effort of listing and then some of them even delist for you? So I sell it on eBay, it goes to Mercari Poshmark, pulls the listing. So there are, and, and I think those ones are uh, list perfectly, and then Vendu. Those are kind of the two or two bigger ones right now. I don't, I don't think that Sellhound does it. Sellhound is like another. It, it basically, I, from what I understand about it, I haven't used it, but it, I think it pulls data from a lot of selling platforms to give you one area where all the selling information is. Now, for sneakers, there's some really good apps for that. Um, I'll have to I'll have to do an episode on that because I don't have them on me right now. I don't have the I may have it on me. I'll look right now. There's some apps for sneakers that are really really good, and they will actually pull all of the information into one app. So you can look at what the StockX, Goat, Grailed, and eBay price is. And the one that I use right now is Suplexed. S U P L E X E D. Suplexed. It's really really nice. Pulls all the data and then gives you a link to the eBay current listings and then. You can obviously toggle to the sold listings as well, but it's really helpful because you just see, okay, StockX Goat and Grailed, and there may be one other one. I think um, the one where you send in items 
and I can't remember the name of it, but they are, they do work with Grailed as well, I believe. And they, it pulls all that data in so that you just have it all there. It, it Flight Club and Stadium Goods, that's the other two. So Flight Club and Stadium Goods, Goat and StockX are all there. And then there's an eBay link. You just click it, it pulls you right into the eBay app. And there may be better apps that actually pull the eBay data in. But it's not just that easy. Sometimes it's a little bit more difficult to pull the eBay data at all. So uh, basically what I'm saying is it's very it's very helpful to have stuff like that. And so it may be, that may be a solution for me as well. But just trying to think about constantly what are ways I can minimize mistakes but also ways that I can increase sales without providing a worse service to the customer like I did today where I had to tell two people, hey, I can't sell this to you because I don't have it anymore. That's really two of the bigger things that I've been thinking about today because obviously it's been on my mind. Two of, two of those sales happened. So just think about that a little bit. I mean, there's so many mistakes that we're going to make as resellers. It's super positive though because obviously if you're not making mistakes that are going to be life-altering, like like there's people that will invest crazy amounts of money they don't have on credit and lose it. That's, that's an issue. But if you have the money and it's not going to sink your business, it's not going to sink you as a person go for it and see what you learn. See what you actually take from it. And you may learn very hard at the cost of hundreds of dollars, which I've done several times, that an item may not have been worth it to buy. And that's how you learn. And then the next 10 items that come along that are similar to that item, and you just get that feeling. You're like, oh, I don't know about this. I don't know if that's the item I really want to invest in right now. This is a similar situation to what I've experienced before. That's the one you want to say, okay, I'm going to go with my gut because I have the experience. I know I lost hundred bucks on this before. I know I lost 200 bucks, 300 bucks. I know it's not worth it. I don't, I, it's, I will find something better. I will come across a better deal. I know I'll be able to find a, another deal along the road that may make me the same amount of money. I don't feel comfortable with this. I'm just going to let it go. And you let it go and you see the item tank out and you go, okay, smart move. And then you just put that in your memory bank. And then the next one comes along, you do the same thing. And maybe that one doesn't sell well. And then the next one comes along, sells for like 500 bucks over retail. You feel like an idiot. And that's that's just how we go sometimes. But these are all learning things for us. You make mistakes day in and day out. And the more mistakes you make, the farther along you get to becoming very seasoned. And so that's that's really what my goal is, not just to make mistakes. I don't want to make mistakes, but I want to I want to become at that level of reseller that, that these people that have been doing it a while are at. And I want to do that quicker than they did. I want to make mistakes that they've made before that they made them. So if you have somebody like Reezy who started reselling maybe, I don't know how old he was, but if he made the mistake at 28, I want to make that mistake at 24. It gives me four more years to have a little bit more knowledge than than he would have had at that moment with that particular circumstance. And that's what I want to do. And that's really how you grow in this. And that's how you'll make more money. So think about that. If you make mistakes, don't get too down on yourself. Don't repeat it, or if it is a repeated mistake, figure out what you can do to correct it for good. But just keep moving with this thing. I mean, we got a lot of Q4 left. It's crazy. We still have three-ish weeks because we have a little bit after Christmas too, and people will still be buying into January. You don't have to worry. But get some stuff sold. Get some stuff moving. Take some offers. Get some items listed up. Go source if you're out of items. If you have a ton of items, list them up. If you have a ton of items to sell and they're already sold, obviously ship them. Like Just do the things you need to do day in and day out, and you will make money this Q4. So I'm just going to wrap this up and just say, if you guys get any value from this podcast whatsoever and you just want to go to the bottom of iTunes, 
click the five-star review. I'd really appreciate that. That really helps me grow the podcast, helps me reach other people, and hopefully I can teach other people to resell as well. But for now, I'm going to wrap this thing up so you guys have a good rest of your Sunday night, and I will talk to you tomorrow with another podcast. Have a good one. Peace.